645, call it quarter till 7. Tommy Tucker talking to Mike Strain, Louisiana Commissioner of Department, Commissioner of Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry. How you doing, Mike? Laissez-les-bon-temps rouler. You absolutely right. I'm on my way home from Mardi Gras. I'm in Washington, D.C., been here four days. We are. I will be home by noon. It is time. I will be in Point Cape on Mardi Gras Day. I'm, I'm a judge for the Mardi Gras Parade. So, look, we can't wait. Now is the time for gumbo, crawfish, strawberries, sweet potatoes, fresh pecans, you name it. Now is the time. We're going to have a, a absolutely wonderful Mardi Gras. So are you doing the Mardi Gras with the chicken and all that stuff or not? Wait, let me be oh, a little no, bit more specific. Where you? That's in my move. My move. Okay. That's in my move. Oh yeah, that's in my move. I will be at Point Cape, but we will have a a wild and crazy time. So there'll be you know floats and you know it's, it'll be a, a local parish parade. So it'll be a whole lot of fun, mm-hmm. a whole lot of fun for family. So you know, my wife and I we're going to be judges. We're invited there. So that's where we're going to be Mardi Gras day. It'll be a whole lot of fun. So how did it go in D.C.? Good, good. We've been we come here once a year. Uh, all the ag commissioners from the United States and our territories, you know, we do policy issues. You know, we listen to, you know, the USDA and all the alphabet agencies. And yesterday we were addressed by a member of parliament who is the ag secretary for the United Kingdom. So Brexit's a big deal, but very good. And then yesterday afternoon I went on the Hill uh, to Majority Leader Scalise's office. I talked uh, to uh, Congressman Scalise you know, a couple of weeks ago about the issues, and I met with his staff yesterday afternoon. So a lot of good things going on, but we got a lot of work ahead. It is time for the farm bill. we got to get across the finish line. And there are a few key things that are really, really uh, coming up that we have to deal with. One is the nature of the farm bill and how it is funded. You know, normally what happens, the farm bill is passed. They put programs in, but they don't put enough money to meet the demands of the programs. And so they can get a low budget score. That they call that the CBO, Central Budget Score. And then, when there's a disaster, we got to come back to Washington for additional dollars. And as you know, that's going to become extraordinarily more difficult if we have a, you know, a disaster, hurricanes, tornadoes, you know, floods, whatever. So we need to make sure that what's in the farm bill, if they say it's funded, that it's funded, and stop all this, you know, after the fact with a continuing resolution funding for our needs. That's one issue. The other issue is what's happening in Europe right now. They're changing their agricultural policy in the European Union, and it's going to make it very difficult for them to feed themselves, and it's going to cause their food costs to go up. And now they're trying to say that if we're going to sell to them, we have to follow their same methodologies, uh, which we're simply not going to do. So there's some pressure there. And, of course, we're wait, wait, wait. Hang, hang on. Hang on. on. You're going too fast for me for there, Mike. What is Europe doing? And it's, it's got to do with – renewable energy or something where it's going to cut out their ability to feed themselves and then they're saying well wait a minute if we're going to buy food from you you're going to have to do the same thing to which is going to lessen your ability to feed yourself and us that's crazy that's right and the same thing's happened california's done that but now with the european union they're saying for instance that 25 to 40 percent of all their acreage must be uh done organically and the issue there is there's not enough organic fertilizer for that to work we've already seen the outfall of that then they're going to say that, you know, on, you know, different types of chemicals that we use, that they could be, could be zero tolerance. In other words, they can't, none available. And they're looking at GMOs and all these other things. And the bottom line is, and I have a report that was issued that's called the GAP Report, Global Agricultural Productivity, which has been backing up what we've been saying all along. We are losing the race to feed the world right now. And so, you know, 
when when they're doing this, and already a number of countries in the European Union have revolted and said, "Look, we can't do this because you know it's they're already struggling." And bottom line is, if they do this, uh, once they quote awaken to what they've done, a lot of people will go hungry, and there will be greater instability. So we're trying to point out the error of what they're doing, but the bottom line is, we are not going to do that because we have a duty to feed. Louisiana to feed America and a great deal of the world, and we, you know, we're going to be very responsible. We're going to be very good with conservation and all of the things, greenhouse gases. But at the end of the day, we have to increase production. And one of the surprising things is is that you know from up to the year 2010, you know, in the 10 years 2001 to 2010, we increased the rate of production by almost two percent per year, and now we're hitting at about one. 0.1% per year for the last 10 years, and we have to more than double that to catch up. And when you look at what some of these policies, are, this is just, it's ridiculous. Mike, I so, swear to goodness, sometimes I think you tell me things just to see if I'm listening, and that was one of them. So wait a minute, so the European Union is saying we're going to do X, which means we're not going to be able to feed ourselves, so we're going to turn to the United States, oh, but before we get food from you, you're going to have to do X too, which means not only are you going to have to feed, not be able to feed yourself, you're not going to be able to feed us. That is an accurate statement, right. right? That's an accurate statement. Okay. It's just like dealing with, you know, I'm price listening. eggs is at $8, right? Yeah. Price of eggs is at $8. We're not vaccinating our chickens for the avian influenza. Why? Because our foreign partners said, well, if you vaccinate your chickens like Mexico does, well, we're not going to buy your chicken. So wait, so we're not vaccinating our chickens because we're worried about our foreign customers not buying our chicken. At the same time, we lost 58 million chickens and eggs went to $8. Look, we, we need to use all the tools in a toolkit. If you eat a steak, you know, those that livestock was vaccinated. We need to vaccinate and stop this avian influenza, you know, and, and do that. But we've oh. we got to start using some common sense, yep. and we can't let a, you know, the foreign markets tell us what to do to our detriment. See, I'm listening. Just so you know, Mike, I'm listening to you. I'm paying attention. We'll take a break. We come back. I want to talk about this senior farmer thing because I was thinking the other day about you, and I was wondering about farming. Is that a young man's game or not? And and, and that's hard physical labor. And at what age does a farmer age out? 651, 9 till 7. More with Mike Strain, Commissioner Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry momentarily. Right now, it's time for traffic on WWL. 656 and a half, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Mike Strain, big ball of sunshine, our good friend, Commissioner Louisiana, Department of Agriculture and Forestry, also a veterinarian. Um, Mike, I see here you encouraging senior citizens and old who meet, uh, older who meet certain income requirements for, to apply for Louisiana's Senior Farmers Market Nutrition Program. We'll talk about that in a second, but is farming a young man's game? How, at what age oh, does... Average- the average age of the American farmer is 60 years of age. Wow. And what's happening, every five years with the census, that increases by almost two years. So farming is for, you know, actually the older people because it takes that long to acquire the assets. You know, when we're young, we go to school, you know, we're going to go see the world. And what do we do when we get older? We come back and we go back to the farm. Yeah. You know, I, I love I love farming. I love being out there. Uh, but. And again, but if you look at the when you look at those farmers, most of them, you know, are between fifty-five and sixty-five years of age, which matches in a way your vision of a farmer because you never really think of somebody young on a tractor or running a farm. They're always a little bit older when you think about them. Tell me for us, huh? It's a big push, you know, for us to get young farmers. 
you know, young people into agriculture. And so a lot of times you either have to inherit the farm. It's hard, you know, to start from scratch, Mm -hmm. you know, to be a, you know, a quote, large, successful farmer, you know, but farming of of all ages. And we're going to have a conference, you know, in April, women in agriculture, which is very much a big deal because the women outlive the men. And so what happens, you know, as what happens in general, you know, a lot of times the women have to take over the farm. And so we'll be talking a lot about that, and I'll be the keynote speaker there in Alexandria. But there's a there's a whole lot to agriculture, and it's a big business. But, again, the average age now is 60. It's hard work, but it's very, very satisfying, and you're getting all the, you know, all the exercise you need, all the fresh air you need, and it's nothing like dirt and diesel. I would think unless you're uh, born into it, if you're a younger guy or a woman, you try to go into farming, unless you know what you're doing, you can lose your rear end pretty quickly. Tell me about this, um, the the program to help seniors with nutrition, please. Yeah, this is a wonderful program. We administered on behalf of the USDA. And for seniors uh, that qualify, if you're already on SNAP or you can get a leg- letter of eligibility, you know, uh, from uh, – People, for instance, if you're on Medicaid, but you sign up at the Council on Aging and New Orleans at Catholic Charities, and you get a $50, it looks like a credit card, and you can go and use that at a farmer's market, at a roadside stand, and approve vendors. And so a lot of times the seniors, they all get together, they'll go out in buses, and they'll shop $50 of fresh fruits, vegetables, honey, herbs. It's a wonderful program. And, you know, of all the letters I get, people thanking me for what I do, I get the most from the seniors that participate in the Senior Farmers Market Nutrition Program. Sign up, Council on Aging and Catholic Charities. Thank you, Mike. Have a great weekend. Happy Monday Road. We'll talk to you next Friday, all right? Happy Thursday, rather. Thursday, not Friday. All right, man. Mike Strain, Commissioner of Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry.